Welcome to BitFriends Podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. BitFriends is a national vitiligo support community founded by Valerie Mullineau. For more information about BitFriends, you can visit us at www.bitfriends.org. You can also call us at 844-374-3639. Again, that is 844-374-3639. BitFriends podcasts are sponsored by my Vitiligo team. Welcome to BitFriends Podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. On today's show, I have Priscilla. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So, Priscilla, we're talking from two different parts of the world. Uh, we'll get into that in just a second. But before we get into our vitiligo discussion, can you share with our listeners maybe your name, where you're from, and anything else you want to share about that? Okay. Um, I'm Priscilla. I'm from South Africa. Uh, I was diagnosed with vitiligo since 2004 until now. So I managed to love it. You know, I managed to love it. But sometimes it's difficult. Right. It's difficult to accept it because people are like looking at you. You know, you don't feel comfortable, especially when you like I meet new people. Right. You know, yeah. But I'm okay with it because okay. it's like it's beautiful though. So yeah. Absolutely. We're going to get into that. But all right. So since you're in South Africa, you know, and I'm here in the U.S., a lot of times we get misinformation about South Africa or anywhere else. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about South Africa? Um, Can you describe it? Can you tell us, you know, why we should visit and some of the beautiful things about it? And just pump it up for us because somebody wants to travel. So we want to make sure they get there. (laughs) Okay, um, South Africa is a beautiful place. Yeah. We have different cultures, you know. We have like nine provinces in it. So if you want to see a beautiful city, you should go to Cape Town. Like the city is so beautiful. Everything is there. If you want to have your time of your life, go to Cape Town. Okay. So, yeah. I'll write that down. So our listeners go to Cape Town. I'm writing it down myself. Uh, hopefully one day I will be able to do some more traveling outside the U.S. Um, in, in the near future. That's one of my goals, um, just to do more traveling, get out. Um, but since I can't travel right now outside the U.S., technology has allowed me to travel in ways I never expected. So here we are talking. Um, you're in South Africa. I'm here. I've talked to people from other countries as well, some people in different islands. So technology has been great. So let's let's dive into not technology. Let's dive into vitiligo. Um, okay. Now you say your vitiligo started about two thousand four. Um, what were your thoughts in the beginning when it, when you saw your first spot? Where did it start? And maybe some of the thoughts that you had at that time. Um, that time I was like eight years old, so it started on my fingers. Okay. Yeah, even on my legs, you know. So my mom was very, very worried about what's happening. So I had to attend, was this the skin doctor? What, a dermatologist? Yes. Yes. So they gave me some some medication to use. There was this cream that I used. Mm -hmm. So um, on my knees, I managed to use it. 
but on my knees they disappeared the spots oh. disappeared but on my fingers it became worse right it became worse so I, like i couldn't understand what's happening with me because i was young by then Bec yeah and even at school the kids used to tease me so it was it was hard it was hard for me absolutely um I think a lot of us have some of the same experiences. Like when we go to a dermatologist, you go to get support, you go to get, uh, I guess, a better understanding of vitiligo. And I just feel like there's not enough information within the term, within the dermatology community. Um, there are some that, that are really on it. They know about vitiligo. They can help you out. But then there are some that they know a little bit. So they give you the cream and say, try this. Maybe it'll work. Um, I tried the cream myself and it didn't do anything. I think it did increase my spots. Um, my understanding now with most of the cream that was prescribed back then, and I developed my vitiligo in the 1990s. So okay. a lot of the cream was really designed to work on the face, but I was still given uh, a prescription for the cream to work on my hands and feet, which they said are the hardest per parts to cure. The hard, not, not even to cure, but to treat the hands and feet because uh what i'm learning even now that it's the hair follicles we don't have a lot of hair follicles on our hands and feet which i'm like well i don't know about that i've seen people with hairy hands and hairy feet you know so mm -hmm. i'm like you're telling me it's not going to work but right now hands and feet are very hard to treat the knees i don't think i put it on my knees per se um but i did try it on my arms and it it really didn't do anything for me but there are better treatments out there now. Uh, in the U.S., we just had uh, Opsilor, um, okay. um that's FDA approved, and it works very well. But you have to keep using it. And we hope in the future that it rolls out to other countries, that okay. everybody can get some re relief for those that want it. You know. Mm -hmm. um, so you talked about being in school with the kids, um, and we know kids can be cruel. And mm -hmm. adults can be cruel too. So um how did you what helped you get through your your childhood dealing with kids, dealing with seeing the spots pop up and you're starting to change? So what kind of support? I guess that's what I'm looking for. What kind of support did you have from maybe family and friends? And how did you get through that that challenging time? Okay. Um I remember 2017, ne? I joined a group on Facebook. Okay. I was like, okay, this group is interesting. People with Vitiligo are in here and they're sharing their story. I was like, okay, you know what? I have to accept this. I have to accept this. And what I loved about it is that at high school, I got friends that supported me. They were right. like, wow, your skin is beautiful. You, I wish I can have the skin. I was like, what? Are you insane? <laughs> you know? So, yeah. And I remember 20, 20, no, 2018, mm -hmm. I went to church and my pastor was like, write a story about yourself. Write a story. So I managed to write a story about my Lego, but I'm not finished with it. Okay. I'm not finished with the book. I'm still struggling somehow. So yeah, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do this. Awesome. Hey, you... um. Mention your friends. I, I do think some of our strongest support comes from friends. Family, 
I feel sometimes don't know how to address it. Uh, family are gonna they're gonna love you regardless. That's your family, you know. Mm-hmm. Mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, cousin, most times they're gonna love you regardless. It's your friends that gives you a different perspective on things. And I've heard that before too. I work with uh students in the school system, and sometimes they'll say, I wish I had vitiligo. I'm like, no, no, you mm. don't, because it's an autoimmune disease that creates the vitiligo and the patches and all that stuff. I said, you don't want to go through that challenge. No, it's not going to kill us. No, we're going to still live through this, but it's challenging because it changes your way of life. It changes the way you see yourself and the way the world sees you. Um, In your high school years, because for me, I didn't develop vitiligo until after I was in my 20s. Um, And you developed yours younger. How did that change the way you saw yourself? Hmm. It gave me a lot of anger. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because I was like, I wish these things can go away and be normal like other kids. I'm so tired of these people staring at me. I can't be like other kids. You know, I used to hide my hand. Yes. Because there was a time when I was like, you know what? I'm going to wear my shoes. I'm not going to take my shoes in front of people. So 20... 2021 is the time where I was like, you know what? I'm removing my shoes. I'm going to wear sandals in front of people. Mm -hmm. So I had to accept my feet. That's that's the tough part. That when you get to that acceptance, because now you're stepping outside your comfort zone. You know, with vitiligo, you mentioned hiding your hands. A lot of us do that. You know, we try to hide wearing long sleeve shirts. Uh, I used to wear really big sweaters to try to hide okay. my hands because I could fold the sweater over my hands in the wintertime. Summertime, not much I can do. It gets hot here. So I would wear t-shirts, but I would try to push through, you know, like get through those moments okay. where people are staring because they do stare. They still stare, mm. but um, sometimes they will make comments, you know, oh, he has the Michael Jackson thing or what's wrong with his skin. Uh-huh. And I think it's just that people don't know. They... And especially, you know, coming into the early part of the internet and social media and the increase in technology, people still don't know. They didn't know how to address it or talk to us or ask us, hey, can you tell me about your skin? Mm-hmm. Instead, they'll say, what's wrong with your skin? You know, like, find a different way to ask. Um, did you ever have any conflict with students in school um, that knowing that you stand out now more than anybody else in the school did you ever have conflict where somebody may have felt differently and try to challenge you in different ways it was in primary when you were in primary school yeah um hot well let's talk about feelings because a lot of times we don't talk about how we feel how did it make you feel i know you mentioned the anger and and tired of people staring at you um emotionally beside the anger how how did you feel like like and i know you say you didn't want this none of us want this but when you prayed or when you went to church you know was it something you just say lord why yeah and um every time when i was at school i would like come home crying telling my mom for you know what i don't want to go back to school i don't want to go there to that place because those people are teasing me and i'm crying right and I'm crying. I was like, I'm not going there. Nope. But what will I do? I have to go there. 
Right, right. Now, how did your mom feel about it? How, like, what kind of support did you get from your mom um, in terms of your vitiligo? Um, she was sad, but she told me that God made you the way you are. Don't let people to make you feel small. Right. You are unique in your own way. They're not like you. You are unique. God chose you. So don't care about what people say. They will always say things. You do good, you do bad. They will always talk. So Absolutely. focus on yourself and love yourself. Absolutely. You, <laughs> you know, that is interesting. I'm glad your mom said that to you because, you know, we are all unique in our own ways. Um, yeah. Whether it's your personality, the things you like, your interests, you know, what you do for a living, what you don't do for a living, you know, all these things make us unique. But now vitiligo on top of that, makes us stand out and extra unique because yeah. no matter where we go um sometimes it's just us we're the only ones that stand out mm-hmm. now in south africa are there more people at vitiligo or do you ever run into other people so far we have a lot of people who are having vitiligo we have even actors right now who have vitiligo okay awesome awesome so, yeah it's not that difficult when people see you they're like wow no right now, now they're getting used to it. So, yes. I, I feel that way at times. Now, I can go months without seeing somebody here at Vitiligo. We have a large community right here in Raleigh, but we don't see each okay. other unless we okay. are intentional to say, hey, having this program, let's get together. But just in my travels, I, I tend to not see people. Um, sometimes when I see people, you could tell they're not comfortable because I go, hey, and they kind of mm-hmm. look like, oh, somebody else in vitiligo, you know. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, and and that's a that's a place you have to get to to be comfortable with who you are mm-hmm. as a person. And I often say, and I would I'll tell people, I said, you know, vitiligo lives with me. I used to live with vitiligo because I would allow vitiligo to determine what I did in life. You know, mm-hmm. whether I went to the pool or wore shorts or whatever. But now I have to say, no, no, no. But like, oh, you got to live with me because I'm making the choices. Wow. I'm making the decisions for me. And let's be real. It's not going anywhere. You know, mm-hmm. even with and I'm saying this to our listeners, even with treatment, if you stop the treatment. Nine times out of 10, it comes back sometimes stronger. So yeah. if, with treatment, you got to keep doing it. Um until there's a cure. And I'm going to say one day there's a cure. It might not be in my lifetime, but if it is, will I take it at this point? I don't know. You know, um, I often think about other people besides myself. But let me let me ask you um, about church. Um, I know church sometimes could be hard for some people. I've talked to some in our community. Um, a young lady shared a story about her mom, mom from a different country. And her mom was asked to leave the church. Um, Even in my church, uh, they have supported me, but no one has ever asked me about my vitiligo until I said, I want to share about my vitiligo. If you don't know what that is, it's this condition here, my hands. I said, I know you've seen it all these years. You just didn't want to ask me about it, but let's Mm -hmm. talk about it now. And um, how has it been in your church? I know you said the pastor asked you to write your story, which is a wonderful thing to do. Uh, how? Uh, what about your interactions with other people in your church? Okay, um, where I attend, we have both. Um, what's this thing? It's a 
racial church. We have black and white. Yes. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, church. Everybody's welcomed. Yes. So, yeah. So I'm serving. So the day when I served at church, we had a meeting. We as, as ushers in the church, mm -hmm. yes. we had a meeting. So I had to stand up and tell them about my video, about my journey. So, you know, people, I have this and, you know, so, yeah. So church for me is okay. It's not right. difficult. I don't have challenges at church at all. Like nothing. Good, good. Hey, you know what? Let's yeah. be real. We all have issues. We, we all, yeah. every one of us in this world have something that is a challenge for us. Something that um, makes us feel different. We don't always see it though. Bit of light goes on the surface. We see it. We have people out there that have mental health challenges. We have people that are dealing with things at home we don't see. So as we're walking around, you know, look, looking at our skin going, oh, my skin. But there's somebody else dealing with something that's internal. Ours yeah. is internal, too. Let's be real. You know, it starts inside of our bodies, but it manifests on the outside. Um, if if you had an opportunity to interact with the young boy or girl that had vitiligo what is something you would say to them okay um i will tell them that they have to accept themselves the way they are and it's a blessing for them to have like vitiligo somehow because maybe they will be taken some way doing modeling because mm -hmm. like it's art vitiligo it's art so you can do anything with Vitiligo. So they should be strong. They should have self-confidence in them. When they work there at the street, they should show confidence. They should not feel weak, you know? So, yeah. I, I like what you just said about the confidence. Um, I, I've had conversations with different people in our community. Some that are very confident, some are super confident, some that are still struggling. And, okay. you know, I have to think about in my own journey when I'm walking down the street or when I'm in a building or going into a meeting or something, I want people to see me first. So you have to be confident. You want people to see they, that who's that person, not what is on their skin. You know, I think if yeah. you walk with confidence, you walk with your head up high, shoulders back, you know, chest out and you mm -hmm. walk not, not to be arrogant, but confident people take yeah. notice and they want to know who you are beyond the skin. Cause mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we do get stuck as a community on our skin, you know, vitiligo, the skin, the skin, the skin. But yeah. I'll often say it's you. That's what people want to know. They want to know who is that person over there? Mm -hmm. Who's that person talking right now? I see that have vitiligo, but that doesn't matter. I'm going to get to know the person. Um, and I think that's so important for all of us in, in particular, our youth, and not just our youth, I, I'm going to say even our older adults that develop vitiligo later, because it mm -hmm. can be devastating when you know what you look like, and all of a sudden you have this change that you can't stop. You know, it's scary, really. Yeah. Um, so we kind of talked about school and support. So what are your thoughts about treatments? Uh, I know you tried the, the cream. Uh, did you? How long did you stay on the cream? I think it was for like two years because even oh. right now I'm not using any treatment so far. Right. Right. I've stopped using a treatment because worst days of me using it at the end of the day is not active. 
Right, right. Not doing anything. So I just have to accept it. If it, it wants to move or it wants to cure itself, it will. Absolutely. And that is uh, something unique. Um, now, I don't do treatment either. I did it for about two years. And after seeing more spots using the cream, I stopped. Um, I didn't want to use the light box treatment uh, or the therapy. I didn't want to use laser treatments. I didn't want to do any of that stuff. You know, okay. what I really needed for myself that I didn't do was seeking out support. Um because uh, I, I just, I said, I'm going to push through life on my own. I'm not going to let, you know, anybody tell me about my vitiligo. I'm going to do this by myself. And I realized I couldn't do it by myself. Um, yeah. So I went to a support community. Now you found yours online. I found mine in person, but it was still happening. I didn't know about the support communities online until 2019. Okay. I had no idea that because my, I guess my Facebook interaction was very limited to just people I knew, my inner circle and family. I didn't know about treatments. I mean, not treatments. I didn't know about the support communities. I didn't know about um, these larger organizations like GVF and other global organizations. And, and, and once I got in, I'm like, wow, we have all this, you know, okay. um, I'm going to come back to treatments, but let's talk a little bit about the support community and then I'll go back to treatments. So what is, what has your experience been going online? You know, we went through this pandemic, everybody was at home connecting with people that way. What has your experience been um, with the support communities? Uh, based on the support communities, they were sharing their stories, right? But we were not talking, like talk to them. Right. I will only read what they are saying about their life. So others were like inspiring. Others, their message were sad. Right. Especially on like in COVID, that period of COVID, it was difficult for a lot of us who have right. been illegal. For my side, I was I was struggling with this thing. King, what's this thing? The sanitizers. Right. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't even enter a shop. Because I was like, no, I'm going to use my own sanitizer. I'm not going to use your sanitizer. So they will be like, the rule says you should use our sanitizer. So I was like, no, I'm not getting in then. I'm right. not entering your shop. You know, so it was difficult for me, though. It, so, yes. It was a difficult time for a lot of us. Um, because we, with vitiligo, sometimes we isolate ourselves, you know, for various reasons. And then when the pandemic hit, you had no choice but to isolate. That that was it. There was nothing really open. Socially, if you had a social life, it was gone. You know, you mm -hmm. still had your friends, but I couldn't hang out with my friends. You know, I couldn't go talk to my friends. Um, when I traveled, like I would just get in the car and just drive across the city. There was nothing open. It was just, it reminded me of the TV show, The Walking Dead Without the Zombies. You know, was nobody around. You're driving, everything looked desolate. I'm like, wow, this is crazy, you know. And yeah. for some people, it did affect them in various ways. Um, you talked about the sanitizer. For myself, I started developing more spots, confetti yeah. vitiligo all over. Yeah. Just and I'm like, wow, but now they're starting to connect. Um, okay. sometimes I don't pay attention to it, but then I my legs start itching. I don't know if you get the itch before a spot. Some yeah. of us get some of us start itching. Um, and I'll scratch and I'm like, oh, that's the spot. So that's mm -hmm. how I know I'm getting more spots. 
Um, okay. some, it doesn't happen for some people, but some of us it does. And um, it's just very interesting. Uh, but I'm glad that we're back to being social because we need it as people, yes. you know, not just as people at Vitiligo, but people, we need that socialization. We need to be able to talk to others and see others and be free, you know, because, yes. you know, we hit a lot and I, and I have a few friends I know that are still hiding, you know, they, they're like, I'm still not going to come out. And I say, when you're ready, can't push you, but when you're ready to come out, we're here for you. We're here to support yeah. you. Um, now, do y'all have a support community there in South Africa? Yes, they do. Because I remember last year they, they had a conference, but I didn't oh. attend. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw it on TikTok. So I was like, oh my God, I was left out. Why am I now seeing this? <laughs> you know? So yeah, even right now, I want to connect with someone here in South Africa for to tell me some information about the conference that I will be, will be doing okay. on the 25th of June. June. Awesome, awesome. Yes. And, so, yeah. and look, if you go, share some videos and information because mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest, a lot of times here in the U.S., we think it's just us. We think we are the only ones having conferences. We think we're the only ones doing yeah. stuff. And it's like, no, this is global. You know, people are having these conferences, you know, around the world. And there are other people that have the same experiences and they have the same challenges and their support communities. And I'm and that's part of why I asked you to come on, because I want people to understand it's not just us. It's not just us okay. in the U.S. It's everybody. You know, uh, there are stories that we need to hear and understand that we have more in common than we don't, you know. And um, let me double back to treatments real quick. Okay. Um, so if there was... Uh, a new treatment on the market that worked better than anything else. So right now, I would say this Opsilor. Would you use it? Yes. Yes. Like Th- that um, will work for your hands. No, not for my hands. I want okay. to like on my lips. Right, right. Yeah, on my on my hands, I'm fine with that. On my lips and my my toes. Gotcha. Yeah, um, I have discoloration on my lips too, and um, you know at. I've told this story before. I had a coworker. It was the winter time. We were outside um, greeting the kids and they were coming into the school. And she looked at me, pulled out some lotion. She said, here, Mr. Braxton, here's some lotion. Cause you know, your, your, your lips are ashy. And I'm like, it's called vitiligo. It's not ash. Maybe they are ashy. I don't know, but it's vitiligo. I'm like, no, it's not going anywhere, but thanks for the lotion. But that's when people don't understand. If they don't understand, they're going to make assumptions and not know. Um, Because vitiligo is is different for everyone, you know. And um, I'm going to ask you, our listeners can't see, but if you can put your hand up into the screen so I can see it. So our vitiligo looks different. And although our patterns are different, it looks different. Now, I'm going to get into something that's controversial. Just started the other day. And I know you've made a comment and uh, a lot of us have made comments. This is about the Jamie Foxx movie. He is not the main star, but he is starring in this movie and his character has vitiligo. And some people are 
fired up and this is a disgrace and you know how dare they and this is blackface and all these other things i don't see it that way um and i'm gonna share to our listeners why i don't see it that way i've met so many people at vitiligo and i ask you to hold up your hand on the screen that i can see to, to see that our vitiligo looks different I've seen vitiligo, and I think a lot of it depends on your skin type, you know, yeah. and I've said this to somebody else. If you have very oily skin, your vitiligo is going to look different. There's going to be a sheen to it. There's going to be a shine. If your skin is dry, your vitiligo is going to look dry. Um, I have a reddish undertone with my vitiligo. Some people have a milky undertone. It's like a whitish color, it, although like if my skin is white, but underneath it is reddish so okay. and that's not that's not just the blood i know somebody's gonna say it's the blood in your skin no, it, i have a reddish undertone you know so vitiligo is okay. gonna look different for every person our spots are gonna look different for every person the patterns are not all the same you know mm-hmm. some people will have it on spots on their face some people all over their faces i've seen people with small spots large spots like we said the confetti you know it's different for every person and i understand people feel well jamie fox shouldn't be playing the person with vitiligo blah 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 here's my thought they need an actor who can act and this character happens to have vitiligo i'm okay with that somebody's mentioned or quite a few people mentioned they should hire somebody with vitiligo to portray that character what if they what if they can't act I mean, I'm just just being real. What if that yeah. person d- doesn't meet the criteria that they need in that movie or the acting skills? Now, as a community, we're going to say, why would they get this person a bit of like old to be that part? Because they can't act. You know, I think is we're going to have all these thoughts about it. We're going to have all these comments. I just say, as long as when he's doing his press release and he's talking about the movies, about the movie, that he mentions vitiligo, what it is, what it isn't, and how to get more information about it. That's all I say. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts when you saw it? Okay. I was like, wow. <laughs> the first thing I saw, I was like, wow, okay. It's happening now. It's right. happening. So, yeah. Like, I don't feel it's like something that is bad. Right. I feel like it's something that is good because he wants people to, to know more about vitiligo. He wants to show people out there because obviously he's known. Right. He's known. So I think it's it's, it's okay. I, I think so too. Um, yeah. Now, the rapper T.I. did a movie that had a character with a bit of like, oh, his was horrible. Just to be honest. The makeup was horrible. The portrayal. But then I started thinking about his character. I said, okay, T.I. played a bad guy in the movie. He was a horrible person. And I said, well, let's look at people at Vitiligo. We're still people. We're going to have some good people. We're going to have some bad people, some good souls, some bad souls. You're going to have people that have attitudes and some people that are just happy-go-lucky. You got people that support you. No, we have all types of different people. So I'm just saying, you know, um, when you get vitiligo, develop vitiligo, it doesn't change you who you are as a person. Your personality is your personality. It makes yeah. you stand out more. 
yes, it does. I ain't gonna lie. I had an attitude when I first developed my vitiligo because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how much I was gonna lose and blah blah blah. To this day, I still don't know if I'm gonna lose more pigmentation. Yeah. I don't know, but I have to look at myself, who I am as a person, and I hope when they're developing developing the characters that have vitiligo, that if this character is supposed to be a bad guy, let him be a bad guy. It's okay. Mm-hmm. If there's going to be a good guy, let that person be a good guy. It's okay. Yeah. Or or a man or woman, whoever, whatever the character is. You know, I just say we can't get into this whole thing of, oh, the character has vitiligo. They have to be wholesome. No, mm-hmm. no, no. People are people. I mean, really. Yeah. Um, and when, when this movie comes out, I may or may not watch it. I don't know. Um, I read the synopsis of the book. Um, and I don't know if it's something that I want to see. I don't know if I'm going to pay for it just to see Jamie Foxx as somebody with vitiligo. I don't know. I may go see it. I, I really don't know at this point, but it did not affect me like it did other people. I'm just like, oh, cool. I've seen somebody's vitiligo looks like that. You know, like, yeah. And, and I'm going to have more discussions about this on other podcasts because um, I do feel as a community, we get upset quickly when it comes to vitiligo. I get it. I do. Yes. But I've been around people with other skin diseases and they don't have the same issue. They're trying to live, they're trying to survive. Some of the some of the other skin diseases out there can kill them. So they're not worried about somebody's portrayal in the movie. Yeah. They're thinking about I need my treatment so I can live. You know, it, it's just a difference. Um anything you want to share about just your vitiligo journey in general, and then we're going to get to the point where we're going to wrap things up. Uh, no. <laughs> um, well, well, let me ask you this. Um, how has having vitiligo changed you in a positive way? In a positive way. Um, to love myself to accept myself and be confident in myself. Mm. Yeah. Wherever I go, I want to be heard for you. I'm here. Right. Yes. And the big thing you said, and this, the name of my podcast is living life and love because we got to live our lives regardless. Mm. We got to live. Vitiligo doesn't stop you from living, but you said, love yourself. That's the most important thing. We got to love ourselves. I understand looking in the mirror and seeing your skin change and looking differently. I get it. It can alter the way you see yourself, but you still have to love who you are. Love yourself. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be honest. Some of us, I, I don't like the fact that I have vitiligo. I don't love the fact that I have it, but I love me. You know, and no matter what, vitiligo has to go on the journey with me. Whatever I do, it has to do it too because it's it's here. We're together, you know. Um, yes. We're in a partnership now, <laughs> so I, that's how I have to see it. And I just encourage the community members to think the same way. You know, love who you are as a person. You don't have to love the fact that you have a skin disease. You don't have to love that, but love who you are. You know, yes. you. That's what matters. But Priscilla, I appreciate yes. you coming on, having this conversation. Um, it is 11.15 a.m. here. What time is it there? Got up was five. 
peeve. Okay. 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 Yeah. So big time zone. I'm glad we were time difference. I'm glad we were able to connect and have this conversation with everything. If our listeners listening, you know, when you do technology, you're going to have technological difficulties and we've had our challenges, but we have made it. We had this conversation. I appreciate you being open to coming on. Um, before I wrap things up, I'll always ask my guests to leave our listeners with some words of encouragement. Um, anything you want to say, you know, this is your time just to share with the world. Okay. Um, what I would like to say is that as a person, love yourself. Don't give up on yourself. Always, always love yourself. No matter what. So thank you. You're welcome. Absolutely. No, that's important. Um, Real quick before we hang up, what I do a lot of times at work, there's a song uh, by Burt Bacharach. He passed away, I think, last year. But it's uh, what the world needs now. And it's, it's love sweet love and i'm playing that down the hall and the kids are looking at me like why are you playing that song because i'm trying to send you this message that's what we need you know the world is crazy enough as it is you turn on the news something's always happening somebody's always being harmed or hurt in some form or fashion we need love we need to care about each other but most of all we got to love ourselves that's where it starts you start loving yourself you know how to love others as well Um, Priscilla, once again, thank you for coming on the great conversation. It's my pleasure. You're welcome. You're welcome. And for our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. As always, a couple of things I say, make sure you love somebody, love your friends, love your family members, love your loved ones, your spouse, you know. I know that could be difficult at times. You run into, you know, some problems here and there. Love your enemy. I know that's hard to do, but love your enemy. But most of all, look in the mirror and tell yourself, I love you. And remember, vitiligo is not contagious. Love is. You'll take care. Have a blessed day. Thank you for tuning into Living Life in Love with your host, Mark Braxton for Raleigh, North Carolina. BitFriends podcast can be listened to on Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and on Facebook. Once again, BitFriends podcasts are sponsored by my Vitiligo team.